You just want a little bit more of the Patricks in your life. We understand how it is. Aguiloa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Pat's interference. I, I think Alabama makes it to the college football playoff. I've got what I feel could be the number one playmaker in college football. Baker Mayfield. Dude's a stud. I'm 5'7", 130. Do you think I'm big enough to be either David Robinson or Tim Duncan? Get ready. It's going to be a good year. What is good, everybody? You're listening to episode 24 of Pat's Interference. We are now in postseason form. We got bowl games coming up this weekend. Not the good ones, but we have bowl games Coming up nonetheless, I'm Patrick Brickman, back from the Big Apple. Now I'm back in beautiful Starrett, Alabama. Patrick Norwood joins me for this episode. Buddy, uh, how you living? I'm great, man. I'm great. Throwing a Christmas party tomorrow night. Oh, wonderful. I'm flying to Boca. Well, that's kind of like a Christmas party. It's something along those lines. Hey, it's going to be warm. And lots of old people. And uh, tons of old people. But. Most importantly, Lane Kiffin. Oh, buddy. Oh, is Lane Kiffin going to be there? I can only hope that I will uh, cross paths with him. Like I said, episode 24 of Pat's Interference this week, uh, presented by Vanilla Coke. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was such a, that was, I thought it was a soundboard effect. I thought you had put a new one in. That was so well done. I'm really proud of you. These are the real sips of a, Nice, crisp, cold vanilla Coke after a long day's work. Listen to this. Oh, okay. Mm. That's too much. We're going to go up with our uh, social you right now. Uh, you can you can find us on Twitter at PI underscore podcast. We're on Facebook at Pat's Interference. That's P-A-T apostrophe S Interference. You can go to our website at patsinterference.com or shoot us an email at patsinterference at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Don't forget and don't be afraid to give us those five stars on iTunes. If you can't remember your password, I've heard that Patrick Brickman will personally go find your password for you. He's very good at it, uh, and I, I know you needed to log in to your iTunes Apple ID, who I don't think anyone actually memorizes. And nothing uh, about iTunes is easy, by the way. Just uh, you know, Do you know why that is, sir? Because... Do you know where the CEO of iTunes went to college, got his undergrad? Oh, man... I was there today. Auburn. Auburn. He went to Auburn. And if we've learned anything about Auburn across the past week, Brick, it's that they're not very good at counting. Can we get into this story first? I know we hadn't talked about this or talked about doing it on the podcast. Can we talk about this story? Sure. I mean, I guess we can. uh, I mean, we don't want to bury the lead, obviously. (laughs) So let's do it. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think you should give us a little bit of an overview first, and then I'll weigh in my opinion. Okay, so um, uh, Asa, 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 I'm, I'm going to go with Asa Martin. He was a uh, four, five-star running back uh, from his most previous recruiting class, Alabama Mr. Football, uh, went to Auburn, as we've kind of led into. And he is transferring from the program after one season that he had uh, a meager hey, Rick, amount of carries. why is he transferring? Carries. A meager amount of carries and a meager amount of yards, but he's transferring uh, supposedly because the coaches lost track of how many games he played in and burned his red shirt. <laughs> I haven't used that. I haven't used that clip basically else. But no, that's ridiculous. How does that even happen? I, I how mean, does that, how does that begin to happen? Like, I understand 
him maybe wanting to go in an extra snap or two in a game, and they're like, hey, this is your fifth game. You can't do it. No, and, But and how does a coach, an entire coaching staff, not look up and realize, why is he on the field? Reportedly, the mom even approached uh, one of the coaches, if not Malzahn himself, and, and tried to remind him that uh, that, that would be the end of uh, his red shirt if he played the next game. I, listen, I I don't know. All I can say is that it's an even year, and Auburn doesn't do good things in even years. They're world beaters in odd years. They do things like this in even years, and this is what you get. You know, I guess you just shouldn't commit to Auburn if you want to redshirt your freshman year and it's an even year. Uh, yeah, just adding a little bit of fuel to the fire gust fire, if you will. Uh Brick, let's let's talk about Army Navy a little bit. I know you probably didn't get to watch it at all. Yeah, uh, I was. If, if you're just joining last week, I, I didn't see a lick of that game. If I'm being honest, I was in New York for let me uh, tell you the Heisman ceremony. It was great. Uh, triple option football is football at its finest. You know how I feel about that. Um, both these teams struggled to move the ball a little bit. Not oh, gonna go lie. figure. And then second half, all of a sudden, it exploded. Looks like Navy was making a comeback. Their kicker did get to avenge his uh, game losing kick from 2017 he drilled a 46 47 yarder uh to go down by seven they couldn't recover the onside kick and army ended up winning anyway but uh 10 wins for the army black knights who took the oklahoma sooners to overtime this season so big year big year for the military academy uh congratulations to army uh sports best rivalry by far um, and I, they captured the commander in chief's trophy, uh, this year as well. So congrats to army. Congrats on your 10 win season. Enjoy your bowl game. Uh, that's huge for that program. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's really big. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so let's get on to the Heisman, uh, presentation. First off, tell me kind of what the vibe was in New York. Um, what you saw from Tua and Kyler and Dwayne Haskins, um, and anything that may have surprised you or that, made you question something, anything that really happened that you felt like, huh, I wonder why that is. Well, you know, I went to New York thinking that it was going to be Kyler Murray um, winning. Uh, as the hours it, went yeah. by, I don't know if this was just kind of us making up our own storylines, but it did sort of start to feel like, okay, maybe this will be closer than we thought. Um, I think the thing that really did that was uh, uh, Wednesday was a Wednesday or Thursday in Atlanta when they did the college football awards and and Tua and Kyler split basically the four big awards for quarterbacks uh, Tua winning the uh, Maxwell and the uh, Walter Camp while Kyler won the AP Player of the Year and the Davy O'Brien so right that was the vibe um, very laid back atmosphere I mean all all three players are sort of more laid back guys. Um, than either shy. They're, none of them are super shy. Kyler's a little shy, uh, but very laid back. Uh, nothing too crazy. A lot of fun, though. Uh, I could tell my favorite part was when the, the three finalists went to Wall Street and got to ring the closing bell. Cause that was, was kinda, great. You know, they were like little kids in there, and it was it was really a moment where they just kind of got to have fun and didn't have to, you know, be whipped around every two seconds some other place. But, yeah, good uh, good experience all around. Yeah, no, it was uh, obviously the vote broke down. Um, Kyler Murray receiving 517 play, first place votes. 
Tua getting 299, Dwayne Haskins having 46, Will Greer with four, Gardner Minshew, the stash, getting six, Mackenzie Milton with four, Travis Etienne with zero, a little surprised by that. A bigger surprise, Quinnen Williams and Jonathan Taylor both got a first place vote. See, and that's where this gets ridiculous. I mean, like, not especially Jonathan Williams. Really, there are three players that, that should have had first place You mean votes. Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan, did I say Jonathan Williams? You did. It's okay. Yeah, mistakes mistakes are Quinn made. Quinn Taylor. Mistakes yeah. are made. Um, no. There are three players that should have gotten first place votes. You know, the, the vote... The voter that goes out and gives Jonathan Taylor a first place vote is either from dead on Wisconsin or just trying to not take this seriously, in my opinion. Nobody looked at his season, even though he did have 2,000 yards rushing, and went, oh, he was the most outstanding player in college football. No. There's no way. There's no. just no way. I think you make an argument for the first four and that's it. Yeah, so do you feel... Um, I mean, are, are you are you in agreement with the way the vote turned out? How, how are you? Uh, how are you? Not. Kind of- I, I'm in agreement with Kyler Murray winning the Heisman. Okay, I think uh, in Tua Tagovailoa's biggest game of the season, he didn't show up. Injury or not, he wasn't there. Um, now he did have 200 less snaps than the guy who won it. So it'd be interesting to see how the vote would have played out had Tua had that many snaps. Um, but you can't give it to Tua after the Georgia game. You just can't do it. Um, he played fine, but he also threw two picks right near the goal line. Uh, so I, I agree with the way that it was it, it ranking wise that it came down. Uh, but 517 first place vote that many people really thought Kyler was that much better than Tua. That's a little surprising to me, and I know Nick Saban's going to use this for fuel to the fire. Uh, come the 29th. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm in the dead heat of Alabama country, so. Like uh, you know, there was a, there was a there was a pretty big pushback from from and rightfully so from fans here. Um, I, I I guess I don't want to say like it's not that you couldn't give it to Tua after the SEC championship because you know there have been seasons where the player's last game was a terrible game. I mean, look at Lamar Jackson; he lost to Kentucky and won the Heisman two weeks later. It happens, but. It was that mixed with what Kyler Murray did on that same day, and I've said it a billion times on this podcast and a billion more times to you. I mean, college football, most people are just it's slaves of the moment. It's it's what it's the last thing they've seen yeah. is ex- the exact reality of what is happening, and you know, like 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 you know, um, let me think of it this way: revisionist history is huge, especially with the Heisman, right? Whatever happens on. Um, December 29th, we might, there might be a whole lot of people that look at that game and go, oh, Tua deserved it. And here's a case in point here. Um, when Lamar Jackson won the Heisman, most people were in agreement the day that he won it that that was the right decision. It was, okay, maybe people said it was a down year for the Heisman. Maybe people said it was something else. But people, most people agreed that he did deserve it. Now that it, narrative has shifted and everybody goes, oh, you know, Deshaun Watson was robbed. Why do they say that? Because we, we went from, oh, Deshaun Watson's thrown a ton of interceptions this year to, well, look what he did against Alabama in the last game of the season. Right, right. You get and what I'm saying there? I, so. Yeah, I get it. I'm with you. I, I'm 100% with you. Um, you know, I, that game on the 29th is going to mean a lot to a lot of people. Um, and I think it's going to be one of the first times that I can remember where the number one Heisman will go up against the number two Heisman, the game directly after the Heisman vote. Who won? Right? Who, who came in second last? Well, it would have been somebody from Georgia. So, 
that's as far back as I'm willing to try to look in my yeah, own head. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll look that up. I'll, I'll tweet it out. That's at PI underscore podcast. I'll tweet that out um, within the next couple of days if here's, I can find. Here, here's the part that I will go slightly unfair to Tua because I, I don't go, you know, it's unfair that he lost. Because, no, it, I mean, Kyler Murray had a, a legendary season in his own right. He had a great season. He's very deserving. And yeah. he's a stand-up guy, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, he, and he's, he's, a, he's a very deserving Heisman winner. So I'm not going to go, it was unfair that he lost. Here's, here's where I will say it's, it's slightly unfair. And that's because, you know, all season long, Tua was doing something that we'd never seen, playing at a level that nobody had ever seen from the quarterback position. I mean, he wasn't playing in the fourth quarter of games until November. November 5th was his first fourth quarter he played this season, and he played one drive. Uh, he's played in two fourth quarters maybe this season. I, I don't really – I think Auburn and LSU were the only two that he did. A couple yeah. of them were due to injury, whatever. But he was doing something with the Alabama offense that we'd never seen happen in college football. So it's unfair to him that this race came down to just that last weekend. You know, yeah. he had a, a body of work that was deserving of the Heisman. And his, his argument was never his numbers. His argument was never what numbers he put up. Um, it was his efficiency and the way he was leading an offense that is the, still, the, I mean, still the number one scoring offense in the country. And the right. way he was doing it and the way he looked and the way he transformed you know, the best uh, program in the country. So it's unfair that it came down to that last week when he played probably the second best team, if not the third or fourth best team in the country. And that is what determined his fate. At yeah. the same time, how can you go wrong with Kyler Murray, who's, you know, yeah, god level in two sports now? Yes, and yeah, exactly, and he's one of the many, many, many two sport athletes um, that will always be fondly remembered in, in college football. Right. I mean, I remember mean, Jameis, for- Jameis Winston, two sport athlete. Bo Jackson, two sport athlete. All these Heisman winners are two sport athletes. Oh, he, yeah, um, he's he's much more in line with. I mean, Winston was good at baseball, but Winston wasn't a first round pick. He, he's he's where Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson were on an athletic right. scale, not like you know. Right. We, we'll see what they do at the next level, but like on a on a pure athlete scale, he's the best athlete in the country right now. For sure. All right, uh, let's move on. We've had some coaching changes. Something I didn't bring up last week because uh, I wanted to wait and get your opinion. Urban Meyer announces he's going to retire at the end of the season. Uh, I think I called that a couple weeks ago. You did. Um, but, you know, it's – it's uh, wow. Um, where do you go – I mean, Ryan Day is now going to be the head coach. He's got a five-year contract at Ohio State. Um, how far out do you think this was decided, or do you think this was something that Urban decided he woke up in a cold sweat one morning and realized this would be best? Uh, see, I don't know if this was a decision made behind closed doors a long time ago. Like, hey, coach out the year, and then towards the end of the season, you know, just let's try to salvage this season. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll go out on top, but we'll see what happens. Or if this was just like, you know, this year was so taxing on him and his family that he needs to just kind of go away for a while. I don't, I can't, th- those are my two maybe conjectures as to what happened. I couldn't tell you what it is. Um, uh, but I am in the boat where I don't actually think like, I'm not going to go, okay, he's not coming back this time. I, there's still right. a part of me that goes, well, you know, I could see it. Uh, yeah, I, I could definitely see it. I could definitely see it. Um, I think it's, and we joke cause I say this a lot now and it's kind of my joke on the podcast, but I think this is good for the sport. <laughs> I, I think, yeah. I think urban Meyer has been an absolute, uh, black mark on the sport 
for a long time. Oh yeah, twice. Um, I mean, twice. Look, look at look at what happened under his his um his his tenure at, at Florida, and yeah. and then you know look at look at what happened this year, and it just. Well, and and the way the way he left at Florida, blaming it on health reasons. Yeah, and and, and, and look, guys, if it know. is health reasons, I'm sorry, I get it, but don't go back to coaching then. At a, at, and that's I don't want to say it's a lateral move, but at the time Florida was on top, that's kind of a lateral move. Yeah, it's easier you know, to win at Ohio I, State, but it, it it at the time, yes, when he left Florida, Florida was, you know, set up there in the East, the same way Georgia is right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So I don't know. I, 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 I feel conflicted. If, you, if you're hearing it in my voice, I feel conflicted because I, I don't like the guy. Um, I think he's bad for the sport. I think it's good for the sport that he's gone. I think it's going to be a lot cleaner. I think Ohio State, uh, if Ryan Day is all that he's cracked up to be, um, is going to be a good coach. And I think Ohio State uh, will have a little bit of a drop off, but it won't be bad enough to the point where they're down in the, you know, three and seven range they were before urban got there yeah um, that's a that 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 is a good discussion how far do you think they could fall off i mean eight and four for for ohio state is a pretty steep drop you that's know? a steep job I, I won't say eight and four i feel like that's a lot I that think was just a lose. number i threw out there you know eight and four for this team is a disaster season you know like eight, like eight and four at alabama would be a disaster you know what i'm saying yes yeah, um, yeah, I'd say nine and three or ten and two is to be expected at this point. I, I, you, I look, it's a first-year coach who's never had a real head coaching job after one of the, regardless of who he is as a person, one of the great coaches in college football has left. Um, there's there's a lot of things. There's a there's a lot of recruiting pressure. Um, there's a lot of pressure to be great immediately. He's going to fall into the same trap that Tom Herman has fallen under and uh, James Franklin have fallen under. And guys like that, Chip Kelly has fallen under in one year at UCLA. Scott Frost at Nebraska, where you get to these programs, these top-tier programs, and they expect you to be excellent in year one. They don't understand that coaching. Look, Saban, go look at Saban in 2007 and tell me it was a good year. You can't do it. Here's he the lost difference, to ULM. Day, Ryan, Day, Ryan Day does not have a rebuild like the other ones did. He's not facing a rebuild. He has to just keep this train moving at, at its same pace, maybe slightly better down the road. But, you know, Ohio State was, was, was you know, if Ohio State had lost um, to Purdue by seven, they'd probably be in the playoff right now. Right. So uh, I mean, I'm saying there other... there are a couple minutes there are a couple bad minutes of football away from being in the playoff. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't face a rebuild. This Ohio State team is is no, a top ten I, team. And I'm not saying he faces a rebuild at all. All I'm saying is he's coming into a lot of pressure there. He did. He, no, he absolutely is. Um, but I think fans have to be realistic in that first year. Yeah. You know, in that first year especially. But uh, let's move on. Um, some other moves. A podcast favorite. The vampire, as we call him. Bill Snyder has left Kansas oh, State. Bill Snyder. What a guy. What a guy. What a, what a legend. I Look, the stadium's named after him. He's one of the oldest coaches ever. I, I, I can't imagine. Finishes with a record of 215, 117, and 1. Um, you know, 27 seasons. All the best to him. Hope he lives a long and happy life. Uh, and healthy life after this. But Kansas State goes out and gets a big get. 
I really like this hire for Kansas State. Chris Kleiman out of North Dakota State University. And if you don't pay attention to FCS football, you're probably laughing right now. He's built an empire. They have become the Alabama of FCS. For sure. 100%. I mean, they've won, I, what, three of the last four national titles? Three of the last four and Sound lost like anyone else one you know? in the last two minutes. Yeah. Um, he's 67 and six all time there. Um, when they called to tell him, there's a great video on uh, Kansas State football's Twitter. You can just search Kansas State football. It'll come up. Um, where their AD calls Kleiman to tell him he's got the job, and he's at practice with North Dakota State. And he just starts – he goes, hold on, I've got to yell at this guy. He's not doing a set right. That's when you know you got a good coach. When he tells the AD, hold on, I know you're about to give me the job, but just hold on, i I, I got to yell at this kid. I, that's – look, that's a great coach. It, it's a good hire for Kansas State. That Big 12 is going to be a lot of fun if he can start recruiting and competing at that level. I think so. I mean, Kansas State's a tough place to win. It's a tough place to build another empire. But, you know, I, I have to think uh, – He's going to be great for that program, um, and I'm a huge fan of the hire as well. You know, when I was like, when I saw them hire him, it, it kind of put a ping in my mind. Like, wait, why has nobody done that yet? Yeah, how's it been this long? No, that's a great argument. Why did App State not go get him? Um, some other coaching news: uh, Mike Loxley leaving Alabama after once the Alabama's offensive coordinator position has become uh, just like the defense against the dark arts position at. Um, Hogwarts, because you you're there you're there one year and you're gone. I was gonna say it's the uh, LeBron rule. Ah, uh, um, the LeBron. Both rule. analogies work, yeah. but yours is hilarious and true, very true. So he's gone. He's gone on to Maryland. He's probably taken a couple guy. I know he's taken um Butch Jones with him. Good for Butch. Yep. Uh, Good for Butch. Sure. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, and, and he's also from that area too, which is huge. Which yeah, is and he's huge. coached. Um, he's coached Al- there before. Yes, uh, Alabama going ahead and promoting Dan Enos, the quarterbacks coach, to offensive coordinator. Brick, what's the temperature like in Tuscaloosa right now uh, with that hire? That was the worst kept secret. We all knew it was coming. He's he's yeah. he was somebody that they even looked at a couple years ago uh, before they got Dayball. And then Enos came in, and 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 the the players love him. I think the reason this was such a no-brainer was because the players loved the move from Loxley last year. A lot of the fans didn't, and the players did. And um, you know, it showed. You, yeah, the players love him. You could tell they played really hard for him, and and you know, nobody's surprised at, at that at all. We are surprised yeah. though that DJ Durkin is uh, hanging around Tuscaloosa right now. A lot of surprise there. A lot of surprise there. Can you go into that in a little bit more detail for those who may not uh, may not know? From what I understand, he was um, he was kind of around in what you call what the what the the advising. Um, he was just kind of you know there. I don't know if he's being added to the staff or not. I just know that he is in and around Tuscaloosa at the moment. Yeah, it Maybe sounds like he's in a, sa- in a similar type of role as Bush Jones. Yeah. Maybe putting in an application for uh, the school of Nick Saban for coaches who don't coach good. Yep. Yep. Uh, the Saban uh, home for bruised and battered coaches. Yeah, something like that. You know, I would have. I probably uh, wouldn't have let him around the program this soon, but you know. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But I look. I I don't know. I I don't like it. I, I'll be flat out honest with it. But I also didn't like the Kevin hire. 
Giffen hire was a good hire at the end of the day. You can, argue Look, this all you over can say it as much as you want. I will vomit every single time. Uh, let's move on to bowl week. We got some good old bowl games this weekend. Utah State going to the New Mexico Bowl, bowl to play North Texas at 2 p.m. I, I've skipped over Tulane, L.A. Lafayette, because honestly, I don't even know what the hell to call them anymore. They're Louisiana, um, and that's future sweetheart Tulane to you in a bowl, and they're in Orlando, and... <laughs> Hold on. We've, we've got to talk about that future sweetheart, Tulane. We, we've got to talk about that, all right? Because one of us has a shirt, A. B, I think we agreed it needs to be Power 5 from now on, or else, like, no, already nobody cared about Wake Forest and NC State, right? We cannot give fans another Rice or another Tulane. It's just so much harder to pick from Power 5 because, I mean, realistically, like— Why? There's like It worked out great this year. I won the Sweetheart Bowl. It was the greatest night of college football. Yeah, but there's really like 10 teams that you can I don't know. It's not a lot of teams to really in my mind to Look, this is this is a season. This is an off-season discussion. Let's get back to the bowls. Sure. Utah State has won 10 games this season, correct? Yeah, they're 10 and 2, baby. Uh and North Texas has very much not done that. Um I'm taking Utah State here. In a big one, but really I just wanted to talk about how well they've played this season. They've hung around with a lot of teams. They hung around uh, tight with Boise State. Um, but they lost up their on coach, Colorado right? State. They lost their coach. up on Hawaii. I mean, there's a lot of really good teams here that they just kind of left in the dust. I'll take Utah State. I don't remember where their coach went, but I know they lost him. Um, yep. And so, I don't know, for argument's sake, I'll go, I'll go Utah State. Um, I'm going to get, let, let's go ahead and get through the bowl games that take us to when we record next week. So that would, let's go through, um, next, uh, let's say f- Thursday. We usually record on Thursday. We'll, we'll stop, we'll lo- stop off Thursday, the 20th, which doesn't a lot of bowls to talk about, but Hey, Fresno state, um, the OG or no Fresno state is the best FSU in college football this year. Wow. Oh, <laughs> And they're, they're in the, the Mitsubishi Motors Las bowling. Vegas Bowl. Uh, Herm Edwards going to the Las Vegas Bowl. Herm Edwards is going to have a lot of fun in Las Vegas. I think he He's will. He's putting everything on black. He's earned it. Plus, Arizona State got like the number one or two dual threat quarterback this for for next year. I'm like, man, look at what they're doing over there. Herm. Look, Herm, look they're my sweetheart for next year. If I'm picking one right now. That's a Power 5 program with a lot of sauce coming into next season. Arizona State. All right. Well, I mean, we'll have Forks to wait until the baby. full schedules come out. But we're going we're gonna to have – we'll take a really close we'll, look we'll at discuss. it. We'll discuss. Uh, UAB in Northern Illinois, you are going down to Boca Raton like you talked about. Uh, Blazer up, boys. I, I would love a win out of UAB this year. I think Bill Clark got snubbed for the coach of the year. I don't know if you listened to my sound off last week. Um, Chip Kelly winning – Chip Kelly. Jesus. Brian Kelly winning coach of the year is the biggest disgrace <laughs> I for the third time. It's not the fact that he won it this year. It's the fact that he's won it three times is disgusting to me. Should have gone to Bill Clark at UAB. Um, they're, they're going they're going for a big old bowl win. This means a lot to this program. Yeah, it really does. Um, the the, the I, I, Again, I missed a lot of the SEC championship because I was at, their, at UAB's Conference USA championship. And it didn't even feel that bad because, I mean, that moment when they won was so cool. Um, yeah. You know, what it meant to the program that, again, didn't exist three years ago. Uh, they disbanded it. They never won a bowl game. 
They disbanded it in 2014, and here they are. They're you know 10 and three, um, you know huge uh, first conference championship. Bill Clark should. He's another one of those guys where I go, man, how is nobody coming after him right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Uh, my sweetheart plays uh, a week from Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry. You said you wanted to stop off at the 20th, didn't you? My bad. I went ahead. I went ahead. My yeah, fault. Georgia no. Southern Eastern Michigan is going to be a battle, though. Heads up. Georgia Southern Eastern Michigan. That's one you're going to have to watch. The Raycom Media Camellia Bowl. Or Kim. Raycom Media, Camellia. that's my, that's, uh, that's my, uh, that's my competition, by the way. That word is Camellia. I don't know. It's a bad bowl. It's a great, but stop. Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> FCS Georgia Southern going to a bowl game is a big deal. No, I only said that because it's Raycom Media, and that's my, uh, that's my competition. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I totally didn't just go work for Raycom like two weeks ago. But anyway, uh, <laughs> MTSU... And App State. App State really going through it. They just hired their coach today. They're getting NC State's offensive coordinator. Uh, your sweetheart's offensive coordinator, sir. Uh, so a good a good get, I guess? Sure. It, again, Bill Clark's right there. But anyway, uh, I guess that's kind of a lateral move for Bill Clark. But um, look, I'm taking App State here. They've been impressive all season. Remember, they almost upset Penn State the first week of the season. Lest they you did. forget. They did. Uh, San Diego State and Ohio, who cares? The Gasparilla Bowl. Blake Barnett and the boys of South Florida playing Marshall. Who you got? Oh, man. Blake Barnett finally getting to play in the big bowl he always wanted to. And the bad boy mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. I'll take I'll take South because it's a home game for them. Okay, but you know I don't feel good about it. I I never feel good about Blake Barnett. I think he's a waste of time. <laughs> uh, you know, well. Speaking of waste of time, a, can everybody. We, can, we go, can we get to the sound chance. off segment? You hey, if you have one, I've got a great one. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, take it away. Jade Stoner and I are going on a cruise. In January, four night cruise to the Bahamas. the The boat, I, I look. This is going to be my first cruise ever. Have you ever been on a cruise? Yes. The boat looks insane. Cruises like if they were like, the "Hey, we're just going to take you world. out to the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, then turn around and come back," I'd be like, "Yeah, let's hang out on the boat the entire time. I'm fine with that." You'll enjoy the boat more than you will the Bahamas. You said the bahamas I, I don't know about that i've always wanted to go to the bahamas yeah but you'll enjoy the boat you'll it's listen there's just nothing like getting as much soft serve ice cream as you want oh stop stop there's also boat prom they have like a formal i've been calling it boat prom all week everything's very all inclusive about boat prom. and and we would order um creme brulee room service every night we were on the boat creme brulee room service just can, can you bring some creme brulee and some raspberries? Do you get robes? Yeah. Oh, gosh. This we were on a Disney trip. cruise, but I'm, I think they're all pretty similar. It's going to be the greatest. It's going to be the best thing that's ever happened to you, yes. Probably. Probably. Uh, so that's my sound off. Make I'm sure Jade wears sunscreen, to boat prom. I'm a little worried about it. She's very fair-skinned. Make sure she wears sunscreen. Jade? Yeah. Dude, Jade used to be a pirate, all right? She's been on cruises like nobody's business. Yeah, what is it, like eight, she looks, nine? She looks like she would really sunburn. 
She's been on 10. 10 cruises. She's been on 10 cruises? Never mind. She knows. All, all to Somalia. This to ain't her pirate. first rodeo. Uh, yeah, no, Jade's never been on a cruise. I am lying, and she will get sunburned. We both will very badly. I know, but Jade, Jade especially. Jade is very fair skinned. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so that's my sound off. I'm very excited about my cruise. That's coming up. Uh, actually, we need to get down there a month from today. So about time to start figuring out how we're getting down there. But about time to start figuring out how you're going to podcast on the boat. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. National Championships on her birthday this year. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Yep. I'm hoping I'll be in uh in California for the national championship this year. That'd be dope. Sick. That'd be pretty sick. It's gonna be cold. San Francisco's too cold. Yeah, I just came back from New York in December. So Look, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I was scarred by San Francisco's weather because we went in July and it was like fifty. That's BS. It's July. Yeah, that is a little ridiculous. Actually, that's a lot ridiculous. Like, the only place it's allowed to be 50 in July is, like, what, uh, Australia? Canada. Canada. But why would you go to Canada? Look, I've been asking people that for years. Really. What's your sound off? Do you have one? Yeah, I guess, you know, my sound off is that uh, New York is really cool. When I was there, it was the first time I'd ever gone. Um, And I really, really loved it. As a city... Um, I don't think I would want to live there alone, but um, it was cool. I could live there for like a year. That was your first years. time. My first time there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could live there for like a year or two. I probably would never want to live there long term, obviously. Although some people I don't, do. I don't know if Duncan would do well. No, Duncan would not do well. Although he would love all the people, but he really needs something soft to poop nah, on. That's a lot of stairs for Dunk, man. And he's he can't. There's nothing. He likes he likes a soft surface in which to to poop. That's a great point. Yeah, um, I don't blame him. No, me neither. I, I you. Skyler had a vet appointment this morning. Do you have one of those cushiony toilet seats? I don't. Those are no. disgusting. Yeah, they're, they're those have got to get so nasty. They got to get so nasty and like, it's probably like. They probably soak up your pee on like a sponge. All right. (laughs) We've hit that point of the podcast, haven't we? That's just gross. That's just that's just that's just nasty. Thanks, thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. We love doing this. Brick and I have always wanted to do this podcast. We know it's taken a lot of changes. This year's been kind of weird. Brick's been gone a lot. I've been gone a lot. We've been trying to figure it out, trying to get on each other's schedules, you know. But it's settling down. Um, gonna have some fun in the off season. We're definitely doing the patties again, right? Yes. Got yeah. to. We'll have to, and we'll have to do it. Uh, we'll have to do it right this this year. I don't know yeah. what that means, but we'll have to brainstorm a little bit. We're yeah. No, I I, I think I think we're gonna manage. Uh, we got the soundboard now, so this is gonna be this patties is gonna be awesome. Not a game. Yeah. Practice. We're talking about right. practice, man. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, Again, go to the beginning of the episode if you want to hear where to find us on social. Uh, We really appreciate you listening. Uh, And for your number one podcast in Sri Lanka, fare thee well.